0: Welcome to the Conversation as You Go podcast. It's a great blessing for us to have Daily from Indonesia with us. And uh, it was really uh, for many years that I was uh, involved in mission. I flew over Indonesia, but it wasn't until I met Daly that he took me into Indonesia and introduced me to the wonderful people of Indonesia and the great kaleidoscope of people, of food, of colour, of culture. And uh, I soon fell in love with that nation and we've been in a few times. Uh, A very, very large uh, nation and with a a large amount of unriched people groups. Um, um, At the end of this uh, podcast, you're going to hear about an appeal that we're making for COVID as COVID is spreading through Indonesia. And we'd invite you to generously give to help in uh being able to participate in the answer not just uh hearing about it i don't don't know about you but i'm often feeling uh, discouraged when i hear things that i cannot help in and uh, you'll be able to help with that so welcome daly nice to have you with us
1: yes uh thank you dave um glad to be with you today Uh uh yeah daly um tell us a little bit about your context Well, as you know, Indonesia is our closest um, neighbor Mm. and its uh, population is about 275 million people. And also Indonesia has about 17,000 islands. And if you look at the Indonesian map, uh, there are five uh, large islands. Mm. It's very noticeable. It has nearly 800 district people groups. Wow that's that's
0: really amazing and uh I understand there's about 120 unreached people groups in Indonesia yes. uh, representing about 180 million people so although there's a strong church there we know that today millions will grow up and die without hearing about Jesus in a way that they can understand in their culture in a way that they can access without many traditional barriers that are there. And um, while the church is there, there are many barriers between the traditional church and the majority of people of Indonesia. And so we need to see um, many uh, new efforts, new wineskins, in reaching out to the the unreached peoples there to see breakthrough. And uh, this is um, where we come in.
1: Yes, yes, I think it's very... um yeah it's it's absolutely right dave um yeah we need new wine skin <laughs> yes yeah. yes yeah tell me
0: how long ago did you start in d m m daily and what drew you to d m m
1: it's about four years ago dave and um and what drew me drew me to d m m is actually um i often preach about roman eight twenty nine where i've really um Believe that God's will for everyone who believes Jesus is actually to be conformed to the image of Jesus. Mm. And also, Jesus said in John 14 that whoever believes in me uh, will do the works I have been doing. Mm. Also, everyone who believes in will do what I have been doing. So it's very clear that uh, Jesus is our model. Mm. And when I learn about DMM, I Really see this is something that relate to you know how we model Jesus in his ministry.
0: Wow, making disciples and really being drawn near to um, uh, the model that you saw in Jesus and the the calling for people to conform themselves to be like Jesus. That's that's fantastic. Um, and what have you? Had to learn to become a DMM catalyst in
1: in your context. Yeah, first I think um, the community is very important. Uh, like minded people, mm. uh, people that know how to make disciples. Mm. So I need to be part of that and, uh, and embrace God for um, for practice. Then I learned a lot about DMM principles, attending training and. Um, you know, inviting you to Indonesia that yes. you did the training and I learned as well how you know you you do the training and, and the concept and the principles then I need to put them also into practice uh, for example the the three and four column Bible study uh, so when you read the Bible it really changed you. It's not just reading but you know the the, the, the questions after you read the Bibles you know, what should I do you know as mm. a response mm. to this word. So I need to do that. Uh, I need to put that into practice. Um, then after that, uh, I think one that one that prepare me as well is to to get a coach mm-hmm. uh, who have been miles ahead of me. Yeah. So yeah, that's that's what I have to learn before.
0: Wow, it's it's to be sure that. Uh, when we went into Indonesia together, I was as much a student as I was able to um uh yeah deposit and help but also um you talked about the need to internalize the values of discipleship right, right? internalize live them out yourself so that you can um model and reproduce what's going on inside of you, and it's so important to do that. And you needed to be part of a community that lived that out, and then you needed to be able to be linked with a coach and all those kind of uh, internalization, community dynamics, um, uh, training, and and learning as you go. So that that really was key for you. Um, tell me where have you, where have you started to work, and and what what does it look like now?
1: Well, when I uh, started to look at Indonesia and how can we catalyze DMM in Indonesia. Um, I started with uh, connecting to my existing uh, relationships. Mm. So inviting them, uh, have a vision casting or even a small group and have dinner and so on. When I travel there about like uh, f- four times in a year before COVID, that's really good. Mm-hmm. So uh, after that, then some people stay. Some people really feel that this is not us. You know, this is not for us. So, uh, but in the end, we have about like five uh, locations that are uh, ready to to journey with me uh, to start this. And in uh, the end, uh, at this stage, we have about four hubs and one a media hub. Uh, we have uh, one other hub, but uh, it was stopped. So we started with 10 people, but then... Covid last year and uh some other stuff kind uh, happening in that hub and and then it just stopped <laughs> so it happened
0: yes, <laughs> yes. yeah wow well, that's that's quite amazing from four years ago to today to seeing through your relational networks starting with people that you knew just casting a vision and then seeing four hubs plus a media hub um develop um tell me um As you start to work in those areas, what are the qualities that you're looking for, for the people that you're working with?
1: Well, I'm I'm still learning. I guess um, we have to find the right leader. Um, And um, then if we have the right leader, multiplication is so easy. It's natural. So when I look at the quality of uh, leaders, or potential DMM leader, look at their, their focus. Because um, when we look at Jesus and we look at about his focus, I think it's very clear that Jesus' focus is about doing God's will. Mm. So a lot of potential leaders there are from church background, and sometimes they still have this focus to get more uh, people coming into his church. So it's yeah. not about God's vision. So uh, look at the people that really want to um, take up a new um, or go to up to the new level actually uh, and see God's vision as something that to drive them. Uh, the second one is about how this person relate to uh, and work with others and how also others relate to him or her. Hmm. Because, um, DMM is no room for one man's soul. So it's really a teamwork. So if they can show that um, a potential capacity in them to relate to others, I think that's become a potential to become a good leader. Yeah, wow.
0: Wow, and so really you're talking about um, capacity for uh, buying into God's vision, a heart for lost people. And and then the second the second area is their relational capacities to be able to jump out and um, and uh, yeah because you've got to build a team and so they're real essential qualities um, for your leaders tell us some of the good things that have happened uh, since you've been identifying these leaders
1: yeah one of the leaders at this stage uh, had a couple group at third. Generation. <laughs> mm. So out of um, uh, six to seven leaders that I've been working with, so this particular leader uh, is really bear much fruit. <laughs> mm. um, also, there's a story from our partner who also started DMM with us last year. Uh, at that time, he's been in the ministry for about 16 years and he already got 27 groups. But now it has grown to... Forty-three. So even though this is very early stage for us, but I uh, praise God because He allowed our team to experience that DMM works for our regions,
0: wow.
1: and of course that it and, encourages us to keep going. <laughs>
0: yeah. Mm. Yeah. So that's great. So you've really been seeing uh, groups planted, uh, some going down to third generation, and also. um, uh, that one particular partner that you're talking about just nearly doubled his his, his capacities in one year. That's, that's right. fantastic. What, what are some of the challenges as you're working with these leaders?
1: Yeah, as I've been working for many years, like two, three years with them, not really many, but I guess it's enough to see that um, the challenge is some, um, a bit slow <laughs> for mm. paradigm shift. Uh, therefore, I need to be patient and forgiving,
0: yeah,
1: for example, um, many are still struggling the transition from you know teachings to discovery yes. so um, and also uh from evangelism one on one to making disciples in groups. Mm-hmm. they got the concept they agree with the concept, but when you talk with them in coaching session, it seems that. It's not there yet. <laughs> hmm. So you get to, like, um, you know, be patient and um, allow them to uh, uh, progress.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so really it's really helping leaders go through the paradigm shifts, some of the unlearning that has to happen, the traditional yeah. thoughts of, um, you know, I need to teach rather than giving uh, space to, for people to gather around the word and discover and obey. And also the idea of um uh doing it, moving from evangelism and one on one to groups and discipleship, and that's their really key learns um you yeah, uh do a wonderful job daily in pouring in training from one on one to groups to in every opportunity and I know there's six essential core skills that you you pour in again and again. Do you want to just take us through those six skills?
1: Yeah, we learned these six essential core skills from other ministry um, that has been working well and bear so much fruit in Indonesia. Uh, so, the first one is about the, the skill to have transformational dialogues. Hmm. Uh, so, it's basically, you know, know how to start a conversation from casual to meaningful and spiritual, and also to discovery. So uh, we normally uh, help them to, uh, to transition from meaningful conversation to spiritual conversation by asking what their need or by understanding what their needs. Mm. So then relate it to a spiritual matter. That's the first one. Uh, the second one is once they are willing to start uh, discovery conversations, then we also teach these leaders to be able to form a group. So that individual, we ask them to you know look at around you or family that may have the same needs with you. Yes. Uh, look at your relationships. Um, so leaders have to learn how to start groups uh, because mostly, mostly as evangelists um, they are very safe to talk just one-on-one hmm. and it could be like three months or six months just continue that conversation but where's the group? So we need to Help them to immediately uh, focus from individual to to group. Now, the third one is about facilitating the seven questions. It's very common, but in this uh, facilitating seven question, we focus on asking them to um, put a special attentions to you know the act of obedience mm-hmm. and to whom will you serve this way. So some groups they pass these kind of important questions so we make sure that the, the leaders are aware about this 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 kind of uh, follow-up uh, questions uh, number four is about the the skill to map your relationship yes uh, so basically you know once you start a group then you have to uh, track uh, is that group started in another group And then as a leader, you need to know how to create that kind of relationship. And, um, yeah, and then also teach them when this this group become a church. What Mm -hmm. is the criteria, you know, once Mm -hmm. they can be called as a church or a DMM church? Mm. Number five is about access ministry. So the involvement in the community, how do we access new regions? How do we look for people of peace if you would like to uh, uh, get into a new region? We had a project in the past by growing catfish and greens in the bucket. Uh, It was last year during the pandemic. So we also, today, we are distributing traditional drink and vitamins to help uh, those that in self-isolation due to uh, positive testing. And yesterday, we we sent and 10 packages to 7 locations for the worker in the 7 location distribute this to the uh, community. That's how uh, we do the access ministry. And the last one is about restoration and prayer. So we train leader how to pray for others, uh, how to listen to others, like a counselor, uh, because a lot of these people, you know, um, come into the discovery group. They also have many problems, uh, involvement with occult, what is the right word? Occult, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Mm. yeah, so we kind of help uh, the um, leaders to yeah, be able to uh, pray for uh, that kind of things.
0: Mm. That's that's uh, absolutely powerful. And just to reiterate so that uh, people who are listening can really grab hold of it, uh, the the six areas are really about uh, trans Transformational dialogue uh, to teaching people how to jump into uh, to conversations and open them up uh, for for God and moving into even discovery style conversations, and moving from the individual to the group, which is uh, absolutely key. If you're going to see churches planted, you really need to see groups, not just one-on-one evangelism, and um, and uh, Helping leaders identify how to move to groups, not just individuals. Facilitating the Discovery Bible Study questions, the seven questions, and really the importance of focusing on um, uh, obedience and also sharing with others and not bypassing those, which are t- too easy to bypass. Uh, mapping relationships, uh, groups, starting groups, um, I know you've mentioned to me in other places you you suggest a, a five people is a is a good number to start with, and not to yeah. add on but to um, to multiply um, yeah. and as as you go. And so, looking at groups, starting groups, uh, mapping the relationships, um, accessing uh, the communities with community development and different access kind of stars in the in the same time as that you're looking for people of peace. And you're jumping into new areas, and yeah, great, great projects you've had in the past of working with catfish, uh, fish farming, and a micro level, and and uh, growing greens in buckets, and yeah. just real creative stuff. I just in really loved uh, looking at how you do that. And then uh, today, you're really helping people with COVID and helping them with their general health in being able to cope with the what's going on. And lastly, teaching leaders how to pray, dealing with the occult, dealing with power encounter, I guess, and and that God's healing, God's deliverance, God's presence would come through. Great, great six areas to train in. Tell us about the coaching sessions, one-on-one in groups. How, how do you do that?
1: Yeah, we do this one weekly. Uh, we started with one-on-one coaching, but then we transitioned to one uh too many, mm-hmm. uh, but what, we call it coaching circles because uh, one-on-one sometimes, you know, it, it doesn't help us to work with others. So when we transition to like a coaching circle so we can learn each others. And so it's, it's a good process uh, and we can also Multiply that, so they can also do that to their leaders, and so on. That's the reason why we uh, transition that from um, one-on-one to become like a, a coaching circles.
0: Yeah, yeah, that that's um that's really key because sometimes coaching can feel like uh, the expert, the teacher is speaking to the student, but when you're Coaching in groups—it's more based around discovery and discussion, and people contributing. Um, that's uh that's that's awesome. What what are your current challenges, and how can we be praying for for you and for Indonesia?
1: Yeah, you know, for the challenge from the leaders, um, like I mentioned earlier. Um, not many of these leaders can grab this uh, six essential core, especially in the area of group formations. Mm. Uh, many of the leaders have challenge in the here. so And also restoration and prayer. Mm. Uh, yeah, for other things, it's about a uh, long game. So um, we really need to. Uh, you know, rely on God because otherwise, you know, it's, it's sometimes, you know, you want to bear the fruit immediately, but you got to wait. <laughs> mm. And so really, really the challenge is to, you know, get the Holy Spirit help every day mm. and, and also encourage them to do the same. Uh, and prayer is very important in our Group as well, Uh, but it's not easy to, uh, especially with the distance and mostly this through Zoom time, Mm. Um, very limited. If if you if you can be there with them and pray together, that may make a difference. (laughs) Mm. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Thanks,
0: Sally. It's um, just great to be able to pray for. Um, for Power Encounter and Holy Spirit Transformation and for those leaders to be going through the paradigm shift. But, wow, it it is really exciting to see as you've stepped out, to see multiplication and um, to see yourself pouring into leaders in coaching and in training and a really clear structure of that. Um, Our hearts go out to the many people who are struggling with the COVID crisis We feel so helpless sometimes knowing how to respond. And prayer is really important for us to stand with the nation, stand with the many people of Indonesia um, and pray. Uh, We can also give, and there's going to be a link on the page um, that we're doing this podcast from to give to the needs of Indonesia. And I would encourage people who are listening to this if they if you'll encourage us, go online and um, don't think about it too much. Just give us your heart leads and and jump in there and, and participate. And um, yeah, we we really look forward to hearing more as you progress in developing leaders, uh, seeing groups planted, and uh, seeing that 180 million people uh, right. who are caught up in in. Um, 120 unrich people groups starting to see breakthroughs there and uh seeing uh discipleship multiply followers of Jesus right starting to lead groups um uh thanks thanks for being with us um do you have anything you'd just like to finish us off in
1: yeah i think we are still in very early stage um however there are uh, principles there that God allow us to experience mm. and we are exciting to see what um, God is doing in the next many years ahead yeah. <laughs> so yeah yeah, yeah. Uh, we continue to pray um, may he favor us uh, for uh, this work awesome.
0: and as you say playing the long game here and, um, mm. and and going for uh, the not thinking in terms of months or years, but in terms of five years and ten years and longer to see uh, a movement established.
1: And, uh, right.
0: Yeah. Mm. Thank you so much, Daley. Really great to have you on the podcast. We look forward to hearing more over the over the coming time about uh, what God is doing through you. God bless.
1: God bless. Thank you, Dave, for having me here.